Broadcasting live from the Treasure Island Sportsbook. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Live on the road. Here's your boy, Q. Kicking off the third hour of the show. Unnecessary Roughness. We're going four hours long, four hours strong. Raider Nation Radio 920. Golden Circle Sportsbook inside the TIs where we're at right now. Damon Cotton, he's in the home studios. I'm your boy, Q. Joining us now on the phone lines is my guy from News 3 in Las Vegas, Oh, we're still trying to get him. Okay, no problem. Brian Salmon will join us in a few seconds. DeMond, let us know when you have him. We'll get to him and see his expectations on the game coming up this weekend, Raiders and Giants. Uh, got this really good text from Vegas Pete on the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. He said, Cleveland is paying Odell Beckham to go away. That should tell you something. Raiders don't need another A-B circus. Let me say that again for the folks in the back road. Cleveland is paying Odell Beckham to go away. That should tell you something. Raiders don't need another A-B circus. Great text, Vegas Pete. Appreciate you, my man. And that's a great point. When you have a talent like that and you rather tell them, you know what, we'll give you some money, you just go on and do something else over in that sandbox. That should tell you all you need to know. Maybe he's not really what he was and there's a reason why they're willing to pay. How many people are willing to pay someone to do something and not do it for them? I'll wait. I guarantee you there's not another radio station in town that's going to pay me to do a radio show on Raider Nation Radio, and they're not Raider Nation Radio. I promise you that. And if there is, I'd love for them to give me a call. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Hey, by the way, Q, you're doing a really good job there. Let us pay you too. That would be great. I know that's not going to happen. But if it is, at your boy Q254, it's Twitter. <laughs> DMs are open. <laughs> you, you could definitely hit me up. Got another message from Raider Gons, 714. I would tell my Raiders, I know it seems hard sometimes, but remember one thing. Through every dark night, there's a brighter day after that. So no matter how hard it get, stick your chest out, keep your head up, and handle it. Is that a, a Tupac lyrics? <laughs> That's Tupac, isn't it? Wasn't that a Tupac song? I think that was the Tupac lyrics. Raider Guns, you know how to get me, man. Got me on them Pac lyrics. I guarantee you that's some Pac lyrics. I don't remember exactly what song that is. It's not Keep Your Head Up. It might be Keep Your Head Up. Right to a brighter day. I'm, I'm telling you, I promise you, those are some Pac lyrics. Raider Guns, hit me back and let me know what, what, what song that is. I guarantee you that's a, some Pac lyrics. Uh, we got another text. I don't feel that OBJ was upset about the amount of targets. About It's about Baker's inabilities. Okay. I think he wants to get some targets. And I think the thing that we all realize about Derek Carr, and correct me if I'm wrong, Derek Carr spreads the ball around. I mean, he hit up uh, – what's up, my man? He hit up Darren Waller the very first game of the season, 19 targets. Darren Waller hasn't been targeted like that since that game. So – I think that I think o o Odell Beckham wants to get targets, not necessarily saying 19 a game, but I think he wants to be pushing almost double digits. How you doing? All right. Got a couple uh, bachelorette parties going on around here. It's always cool to see bachelorette parties. They're so excited. They're so excited when they have the bachelorette party. You got the whole group of girls. Hey, we're in Vegas. Yay. And it's like Sunday. They're leaving, and they're on the plane. And they're like, oh, man, just got to get some rest. <laughs> got to get some rest. The party all weekend. That's what I'm assuming. Obviously, I don't know. Never been to a bachelorette party. Never been a part of a bachelorette party. 
What's up, my man? Good. How you doing? The sports book. We're in the sports book. Yeah, I believe it's over there against the wall. Look right over there. Yep, there you go. Yep, there it is. All right. A little on-the-fly talking right there. Uh, got a text from Fargo Raider. Q and DeMond, Fargo Raider with a little nugget. If you can't have the one you love, love the one you're with. P.S. Can we pin this episode with that judge interview? Just win, baby. I like that. I like that. That goes out to DeMond. That's a message DeMond, as a young dude, needs to realize. If you can't have the one you love, love the one you're with. I like that. Good stuff. DeMond, do we not have Brian? No, we do not. And are oh. you trying to say I'm lonely or something? No. I was just talking about, you know, you're always trying to upgrade. You, you need to be happy just with who you with. Who you with? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bernie, Bernie Mac said that. No, um, that's okay. If you don't get Brian, that's fine. No worries. Hey, Q, but I think a lot of people are on the OBJ side on this free OBJ. Am I right? Where? From some of the texts. I mean, it kind of seems like they were on his side. I mean, uh, Nicholas tweeted at me. Maybe you're right. He said OBJ money was guaranteed. Browns had to pay him. Yeah, but they, they, they changed his, his whole – they restructured his deal. They got rid of two years of his deal so he could become a free agent. Like, they, they went out of their way to work with him to help him move on, to allow them – to move on from him and, and let him go do something somewhere else. Like, you're right. His money was, was there, but they made adjustments so they can, they can move on from him. And they're going to take a hit. It's not like they're just they're getting away and they're, they're, uh, they're um, you know, saving a bunch of money on the cap. <laughs> got a text. Yes, that's Pac. My girl got those lyrics tatted on her chest. Might be her dear. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't like I don't want to go into your I don't want to go into your girl's anatomy because that's disrespectful. I don't want to sound like a disrespectful dude. No no no. But anytime someone says they have something tattooed, you always gotta ask where. No, I don't he said where. I didn't I didn't he said that. Oh man, man, missed that part. Oh. He said that. That's what he said on the on, on the on the text. Yes, that's my girl got those lyrics tatted on her chest. My thing is that's a lot of lyrics. <laughs> Which is cool. I mean, hey, cool. Raider Gons is awesome. He's. A, I mean, you never know. Did anyone con- say the song? Because I got me against the world. Yes. No, he's. Um, no, he didn't say. He just said, yeah, it's pop. Me against the world is the song. Got that text. Okay. Personally, got that text. Okay. See, I, look, I know Pac. I knew that those were some Pac lyrics. I knew it. I like that. Raider Gons opened up a whole nother can of worms. I can appreciate that. That's good stuff right there. So, throwing it back out there, Raider Nation listener line, Sam and Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. You're trying to send a text message in. The guys are already on their way to New York right now to take on the Giants. But if you could have passed along a message to the guys before they got on the plane, something you just wanted to tell them, you know, little words of encouragement or just something that was on your mind, across your mind you think that they should hear before they, they get on that plane to head to the East Coast, take on the G-Men, Sunday morning at 10 a.m., what would it be? 702-365-9200. That's the Raider Nation listener line. And, again, the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R, com because you deserve what's right. Got a text. Yes, sir, Tupac, Me Against the World, perfect song. There you go. See, we're on it, man. We're on it. This is great. Raider John, Raider Gons. I was about to say Johns. Raider Gons, 714. Good stuff, my man. 
Shout out to your girl, too. I mean, if you're going to have some lyrics, why not have some Pac lyrics, right? I want to hear some Pac when we come back, as a matter of fact, Damon. We've got to hear some Pac. Matter of fact, just play me against the world. How about you do that? Got another text I want to get to real quick. Uh, where'd it go? Okay. Well, I guess I lost it. I've had so many, and that's the thing. I really appreciate all the, all the texts. Mailman Raider Max, this is the one I was looking for. And Brian, too? Oh, you have Brian. You got Brian. Oh, all right, Brian. All right, we'll get to Brian. Brian Salmon, News 3 Las Vegas. He's ready to join the party. <laughs> we'll, hey, we'll wait for you, Brian. Don't worry. The party will start when you get here. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, I'm ready to make this happen. I just hear the phone ringing, man. I've been sitting here waiting all day and with my, my hands crossed and my legs crossed waiting to talk to you, man. Who's at it? It's all good. It's all good. Things happen sometimes, but we, had, we do appreciate you joining the show. And, you know, some of the things I've been asking throughout the course of the day is just what, you know, what to expect because – I kind of know what to expect from a Raiders team on a normal week. I, I know what they've been doing week in and week out outside of that Chicago Bears game, which was just a big gray cloud. But, Brian, with everything that's been going on off the field this week with the silver and black, how do you think that they react? What do you think the emotions look like on Sunday when they take on the Giants? You know what's wild about that? First of all, Cuban, hey, I, I appreciate you having me on, man. Like I said, always. And I enjoy being on your show, so thank you for that. Okay. Um, yeah, man. But uh, as far as the emotion and how the silver and black respond, I've been telling people all week, hey, listen, there's 2-0 since John Gruden was taken away from them. So, and he was the everything for the most part for this team. And they responded very well with that piece of adversity. Now, without trying to take away from the, the incident that happened with Henry Ruggs III, because, I mean, it's horrific, it's, it's tragic, right. putting that aside, if we can, losing – the deep threat and a player that scored just two touchdowns on the season, I think the Raiders should be okay. I mean, they've, they've had probably the worst that could happen to them so far, and they reacted well. I think this happening to them, I think they're pretty much battle-tested as far as that's concerned emotionally, and I think that they'll respond well. Okay. That, and, you know, that's a, that's a very good possibility. I mean, they, they do have a very tight-knit, you know, locker room. And so if any team was going to be able to go in there and perform, it probably would be, you know, the Raiders, and especially this year's team. Let me ask you about a guy that I have a good feeling about him, and, and I don't know. I could be completely off base. But I just have a feeling that Zay Jones is going to step up, and I feel like he's been there for a reason. What do you think you're going to see from Zay Jones starting Sunday? Yes, I, I knew you were going to say Zay Jones, man. You and I are, are, are one mind just talking, man. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, Zay Jones, uh, who scored the game-winning touchdown in the opener? Yep. Um, oh, Zay Jones. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah, of course. I mean, yo, I, I think that he's, he's a person that is primed and ready to, to go. He made a big catch in, ah, I wish I can't remember which game that was, uh, one of the last home games that they had. He had a very big catch on the third down. Was that against the Eagles? That was the Eagles, yeah. That was, yeah, when they yeah. declined that. They accepted that penalty, uh, and then they – or, no, they declined the penalty. What was it? They declined it? They accepted the penalty, which was the worst decision I think I've seen a coach make in there you some go. time. <laughs> right, right. I remember turning to Jesse Merrick as soon as they did that. I was like, that is horrible. You can look at my Twitter. I was like, that was the worst decision by a head coach since 
Pete Carroll decided to throw the ball on oh, the one yard line. Right, right. <laughs> Good point. And I knew, yes, I knew something would happen. Zay Jones came up with a big catch. So basically, what I'm trying to say is, Zay is a guy that seems like he has big play DNA in his body, and that I think he's going to step up. He's obviously not as fast as Rugs. However, he's got big play capability, sure hands, a bigger body, and I think that he's going to step in almost seamlessly. Seamlessly. Yeah, you know, I I shouldn't say that word. That's all good, but you know, the thing about it is, I think that, I mean, he's been there so long, right? He's been patient. He's been learning all the different routes and all the different positions, all the wide receiver positions, and he knew that he didn't have a lot of burn. He knew he didn't have a big opportunity. Like, he wasn't going to be in the game very long. And now, all of a sudden, when you're looking for a guy that can step up and be that guy, he could be that guy because he has all that knowledge. I completely agree. I mean, he's he's sat in the background for the most part and and tried to and stepped in when he could. And every time he's had an opportunity to make a play, he's made a play. He's made a play every time he's had an opportunity. And there is no bigger opportunity than what lies ahead of him right now, man. I think there's absolutely a a chance for him to uh, to do well, and I, I think that he will. I think if something goes wrong with the team, it won't be the receiving for not stepping up. It won't be the offense not stepping up. Um, if they have some sort of a letdown, it'll be on defense, and I don't see that happening. Cause, I mean, the only way they're going to lose this game is just by chance they let Daniel Jones do something that he's really not capable of doing. <laughs> right. No, I, yeah, I'm with you. And the thing about it is I feel like the only way they lose this game is just what you said or if they have a, a, a another experience like we all saw in that Chicago Bears game where they were sleepwalking, they didn't, they just didn't look like they were there. It wasn't the team. You know what I mean? Like, we all knew, yeah. standing there in the stadium, we looked at each other and said, what was that? Right? That was terrible. Right. <laughs> it was. That was terrible. Yeah. Similar to remember that game they had in New York against the Jets yep. a couple of years ago in the rain. Yep. Yeah, and, and matter of fact. worst performances. Yeah, it was. And that was the one that Ruggs caught that last-second touchdown to, to win the game that really they should have lost that one. You're absolutely right about that. So, uh, yeah, I guess it's coming all full circle now. We're talking right now with Brian Salmon from News 3 Las Vegas on Twitter at BrianNews3LV, and that's Brian with a Y uh, here on Raider <laughs> Nation Radio 920. As far as Derek Carr, I know that he catches heat uh, a lot, and we had Trey Wingo on yesterday talking about Derek Carr, and it was fantastic. But he catches, the heat, he catches heat a lot from Raider Nation. Some love him, some don't. That's fine. I feel like at least for what they got going on this year, he is absolutely the right guy for the job. He just seems like he is Johnny on the spot, and really that goes for Rich Bisaccia as well. What are your thoughts on those two guys? Man, Q, man, I, you, you couldn't be more correct. I hate to always get on here and just agree with you, man, but it seems like <laughs> we really agree on a lot of things. Right. And, yes, Bisaccia, the fact that this guy gets his first coaching opportunity and has – two of the most highly anticipated spotlight press conferences with, you know, under crazy different circumstances, but circumstances in which the whole sports world wants to hear what he has to say. He's had two of those in the first three weeks of him being a head coach, and he's dealt with it very, very well. Very, very well. I mean, he's a guy you can see is not uncomfortable at press conferences. His voice isn't shaking. He, He doesn't seem small for that type of spotlight. I think he's handled it extremely well. And as far as Derek Carr is concerned, man, I've told you time and time again, I've told anyone that will listen time and time again, Derek Carr is is much better 
than people want to give him credit for. He is not the reason that the team hasn't been successful over the past few years. He's the only reason that they've had an opportunity to be successful the last couple of years. And he's a very emotional guy, but the, 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 the ability that he's shown to compartmentalize the difference that he's gone through and be a leader for this team in the past three weeks, he has to be commended. He right. has to be commended. And I, I, I don't feel – I don't see a change at all in the way that he's handled things and the way that he's performed and the way that he will perform coming up on Sunday. You know, and I think it's so ironic, really. I mean, you look at what's going on in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. He's a Hall of Famer. Derek Carr is not a Hall of Famer, but look how he's dealing with everything. And look how Aaron Rodgers is dealing with what he's dealing with and how much different and how immature, you could even say, Aaron Rodgers is being. I can't imagine another quarterback. I'm sure other quarterbacks can do it. I can't imagine another quarterback that would be better fit for what the Raiders need right now. Absolutely. The only quarterback I can think of that would be as good of a fit to deal with something like this is when, like, Drew Brees was, was the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. Right. Like, he, was a, he was a great leader for that team, right. a great ambassador for that team, um, all before, you know, what happened with the whole, you know, uh, making his comments or whatever. But, and I saw that firsthand, just how, how great of a leader he was for the team, city, and all that, other, everything else. Right. Derek Carr is exactly the same way, man. I, 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 I tend to agree with you more, man. Like, I, he's, he's, a, he's the perfect man for the job. Right. No, I really do feel that way, and uh, I, I got to give him a lot of credit for everything that he's been able to do. Now, I did want to ask you because, of course, with Henry Ruggs being gone, there is a void there. I think Zay Jones is going to be just fine. I think the team really is going to be fine. But there's a couple guys that are looking like they're going to be available if the Raiders are interested. One is available right now in Deshaun Jackson. He's already clear waivers. He's 100% available to sign with any team. Another one will be available, sounds like, as of Tuesday, once he clears waivers on Monday. That's Odell Beckham Jr. Any interest in either one of those guys? And if so, which one or both? To me, yeah. first, 1,000% Odell Beckham Jr. In really? Okay. Yes, absolutely. And there's a few reasons. I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit biased. A few reasons for that. Yeah, that no, I'm going to ask you why, because I, I, I disagree 100%, but that's okay. That's why we have you there on. We, what there do you we think? go. That's what that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> First of all, I had an opportunity to cover him when he played at LSU. Okay. And I, I dealt with him. Um, he was a great kid when he going into the draft. And uh, I, I, so I, I, have, I have some of a background with him. And I'm really, I'm really cool and pretty close with his, uh, his stepfather, the one he grew up with. Nice. Who's uh, um, Derek Mills, who's a, a, a gold medalist, 4 by 400 uh, Olympic Games in Atlanta. So – uh, I have that in, and his age and everything else. So he's a kid that I – he's not a kid anymore, but I mean to me, right. obviously. I hear you. He's someone that I, that I have a personal relationship with, so I'd love to see him come here. And I believe that he could fill that void as far as, like, a deep threat, someone who's fast, got good hands, um, someone with something to prove. Okay. I think he could come here and do that. I don't think that the, the spotlight in Vegas and all that other kind of stuff would be a hindrance to him. I believe that he's the type of person that could step up for that spotlight. And as far as Deshaun Jackson is concerned, Odell's a better player than Deshaun Jackson is. Deshaun, if, if you want to talk about off the field and just distractions and everything else, he's been more of one at every place he's been, uh, more so to me, well, equal to, uh, as to Odell in the different places he's been. Um, so I, I, and he's older, so he can burn and everything else, but 
I personally would try to get Odell if they could. They could probably get him for pennies on the dollar if they could. Talk that talk, Brian. So. <laughs> you got you got a, a believer in Demond. Demond's been uh, hammering it home for Odell Beckham. I just think Demond is smart. Well, don't tell him that, man. I don't tell him that, man. Come on. Don't tell him that. Now he's really now. My man, Brian. We ain't never gonna be able to get him out the studio. His his his, his head won't fit out the door now. Great. It won't fit out the door. No, man, no. So I'll, I'll look. I'll say this. I think that you're right about Odell and his talent. I believe his talent last we saw was was superior to Deshaun. I and this is why I say that I think that the Raiders should get Deshaun is because one, he's gonna be cheaper. Two, you know what he's gonna provide. And, and if you tell him, hey, look, you're going to be an extra guy that's going to go deep, you're going to you know, stretch the field, and that's really going to be your role. You know what I mean? We're, we're just going to use you for speed, speed, and more speed. You're not going to get a ton of targets every game, but this is what we plan on doing. I think that he would have to understand his role in, in when he decides to, to, to sign with the team. Whereas Odell, I think Odell wants targets, and Derek Carr is not going to just single him out and target him. He's going to go at Waller. He's going to go at Renfro. He's going to go at Edwards. He's going to go at Jacobs out of the backfield. Drake, he's got too many. He spreads the ball around. I don't, I don't think it would be a good fit. Do you think that the problem with Odell, and I, I can respect that opinion. I don't agree with that, but I can respect that opinion. Do you think that, one, if um, he was with the Raiders, they would tell him that up front. They tell him, they tell him that up front. And I right. would assume that if he decided to come here and if they agreed to have him come here, then he would have he would have already accepted that that was going to be his role. You know what I mean? And right, lastly, right. I say that the amount of targets to me, I don't think was necessarily the problem in Cleveland. I think the quarterback he had throwing him the ball was the problem. And Derek Carr is a much better quarterback, much more accurate than Baker Mayfield could ever dream of being. So I don't think that I don't think that that would be as much of an issue because you know he wouldn't be hang- throwing passes up above his head setting him up to get blasted. You know what I mean? Right, um, right. He did get blasted last week. <laughs> yeah, but he and think, get blasted. About, think about the balls that he's thrown to Jarvis Landry right. and the catches that Jarvis has to make, and he knows, like, man, you can't be le- le- laying your receivers out to dry, like, hanging them out to dry like that, man. Receivers don't like that. Right, right. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. It should be interesting. I mean, he can't clear waivers and and be free and available till Tuesday. Uh, Jackson is available right now. Uh, again, I feel like Zay Jones is going to play a major role anyway, uh, but we'll see. We'll see yeah. exactly what happens. So uh, right yeah. now my money's still on Zay Jones, and I just think that Deshaun Jackson being cheaper is going to be the way that the Raiders go if they go out and make a move. But, uh, again, it's going to be time will determine uh, that. Before we let you go, Brian, and this is great, man. It's always great catching up with you. I love to talk some Raiders football or any kind of football. I, I did want to ask you about the fights going on this weekend. Of course, uh, Canelo and Plant are coming up. Thank you. Uh, this, <laughs> this, uh, tomorrow, as a matter of fact. What are your thoughts on that one? How excited are you? And, and how are you feeling about the home, hometown plant? Man, I'm glad you asked me about that because I'm literally sitting in front of the TV right now watching <laughs> the weigh-in. There you go. <laughs> So um, I love boxing, love, love, love boxing. I think that's one of the biggest things that we have as a sports town on any other sports town in the country. If you have our job and you have an opportunity to cover internationally recognized big-time events like boxing, Caleb Plant against Canelo Alvarez is going to be a great fight. Canelo, everyone that you talk to thinks he's going to win. He's the overwhelming favorite. But Caleb Plant the guy who lives here. Um, he's claimed Las Vegas as his home. And he has an opportunity to win if he fights the perfect fight. One thing I will say about Caleb Plant is that he has the perfect 
perfect mindset of a person that can make it upset in the fact that he does not know how to lose. You know what I mean? You have to, okay. you have to force him to learn how to lose, which is something that you can't teach somebody. He has an unbelievable will, and I think that that is probably the biggest characteristic that can lead him to a victory. And with that being said, it's hard to see Canelo not winning. Right. No, exactly. I mean, Canelo's just that good, man. That's just what he is. He's that stinking good. And anytime he's in the ring, you've got to feel pretty good about his chances to win. And, and I do feel really good about his chances. But, look, there's a lot of bad, bad blood in this, uh, in this fight, too. So uh, that, should, yeah, that, should bring, I love that. that should bring a little bit to the table, right? Yes. And really quickly, the fact that something that we uh, – I'm, I'm really upset that it's not here. UFC 268, right. New York City, Kamaru Usman, Kobe Covington. I was at the first fight. Very contentious between them in the main event, you know, with the whole racial component and everything else. Yeah. I wish that fight was here. I am so, so, so very sad that it's not. That's still a huge fight. The UFC is a hometown team, so to speak, of Las Vegas. So that's something to keep your eye on as well tomorrow. There it is. Hey, look at that. You got the boxing in. You got the UFC in. We talked some football. I mean, we're... We went, we went, went all around, man. We're good. <laughs> Absolutely. Yo, you cover everything. I swear there's four or five sixes. Uh, uh, your boy Q's running around Las Vegas, man, so we got to hit every topic. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I'm trying to be all around town like a stop sign, man. I'm trying to make it happen. So uh, it's been a great time since I've been here. You've uh, welcomed me in with uh, open arms, and I do appreciate that. And I do appreciate you spending some time with us. What, what do you got coming out? What are you guys going to be featuring on uh, News 3, you and Jesse? Uh, we will have, I'm glad you asked, we have the uh, Henderson Silver Knights, yep. the, 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 the brothers of the Golden Knights. Their game tomorrow will be on my LVTV, or excuse me, the CW, which is the sister station. Okay. Jesse will be doing the uh, hosting. I hosted last week, so we'll have that. And then next Sunday night, the Raiders game against the Kansas City Chiefs, Chief, Sunday Night Football, Channel 3, we'll have a pre- and post-game show uh, myself and Jesse Merrick, man, so definitely tune in for that. What time does that pregame show start for uh, next week's uh, Raider Chiefs game? Ugh, I want to say – Game kicks off at 5-something, right? So is, this, is it 4? Yeah. Okay. I want to say 4. But we will have the postgame after um, the national postgame as well, so – Okay, okay, well, I, yeah. I'm going to do the pregame, pregame from Allegiant Stadium from the Coors Light Landing, so maybe uh, maybe I can get you on the show right before you go on your show uh, to get your thoughts on, on that game. Obviously, we'll know what happens this Sunday against the Giants, but we'll do it big, man. We'll continue to cross-promote. That's how we roll. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, All right. Sir. Let's do it. Let's do it. Brian, thank you so much for your time, my man. I'll see you soon. My G, I appreciate you, boy. Q. And hey, you finally got somebody in the studio that thinks like I do, Demond doing his thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, that's yeah. Right. You don't want to think like Demond, man. You don't want to think like Demond. Keep doing what you do, man. It's all good. There he goes. As Brian Salmon from News Three Las Vegas, you can find him on Twitter at Brian News Three LV, and that's Brian with a Y, B R Y A N News Three LV. 428 is the time. We're here at the Golden Circle Sportsbook inside the TI. Treasure Island is the location. We're going all the way up till 6 o'clock. We've had Sam Monson from Pro Football Focus. We've had Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. You just heard from Brian Salmon, News 3 Las Vegas. Still coming up, we got Joe Arrigo, Franchise Sports Media, talking all things UNLV, and Carolina Teague from the Sports Dime in San Antonio. She's going to hold it down and close it out, talking all things Canelo and Plants. Fantastic show. Still got a lot to get to. This is unnecessary. Say roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm gonna have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q.
Hey, got to let that ride out. That's that Pac. I could have let the whole three minutes ride out. No, I mean, seriously, I could have. Not because I was, you know, across the room talking. I'm just saying because I wanted to listen to the song. <laughs> Here we are at the Golden Circle well, Sportsbook. I only listened to, like, the first 15 seconds, and I was like, yeah, we can, we can, we can play this coming back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get that much further in it. Well, you know, there's. Didn't want Pac to get me in trouble. <laughs> yeah. There's only a couple. I mean, there's a couple Pac songs that you could play for quite a while where you won't get in trouble. Um, that's not one of them. But that's a good one. But we can go Pac the rest of the show if you want. I'm okay with that. Speaking of the rest of the show, coming up at 5 o'clock, Joe Arrigo, Franchise Sports Media, my guy. He'll join us, talk all things UNLV. We'll also get a little Raiders talk out of him as well. Got a text here on the Salmon Ash text line, 69187. Big Dub, he hit us up and said, I was cool with D-Jax until I heard about OBJ. He's out to make a point. He's a better receiver for sure. Think we got to get him, Q. Keys to the game. Think we have to run the ball down their throats and hit them with a little play action over the top. Time to top uh, over the top. Time to go. Something like that. Raiders from Big Dub. I would love to see. Honestly, I would love to see a heavy dose. How you doing? A heavy dose of the run game. Because I don't think that you've seen a dominant run game from the Silver and Black yet this season. I will say the the last game, you saw Drake start to get loose. You know, you saw you saw um, him get get him his lanes going. The last two games, really, Denver and Philadelphia, you've seen a better running attack, but you haven't seen that Raiders rushing attack. I want to see that Raiders rushing attack that that they've been so known for. When you get those guys running downhill, and and I mean, there's there's times where you know exactly what's coming at you, and you just can't stop it. I would love to see them have a game like that. Just take the life out of the game. That would be great. Uh, how about John from the 530? He's on the Raider Nation listener line. What's on your mind, John? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, I'm a big fan of your show. I've been listening for a long time since before. Uh, you were on Raider Nation Radio when you had your own podcast, and you were from Central Texas. Thank you. But uh, big-time fan. Yeah, thank you. Um, appreciate what you guys do. I really do. I, uh, I get off work. I listen to the Raider Nation Radio on the uh, Raiders app. I, I get off sometimes before 4 o'clock, sometimes 2. I get your show. If it's after 4, I get Vinny. But uh, really appreciate what you do, and, and just thank you very much. No doubt, no doubt. Like I said, appreciate you. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. All right. Thought he had a, a couple keys to the game. Thought he was going to have a couple keys to the game. But that's oh, okay, a couple, keys to, the, couple yeah. keys to the game. Yeah, uh, go for yeah, it. Yes, sir. Uh, I think you hit on it pretty well. Zay Jones, the big-time factor, I think he needs a – He's starting as a Z now, right, which yep. it's crazy what's happened in a week. It's been a crazy uh, month for the Raiders. They've had a, a lot to deal with. And, and I'll tell you one thing. I think as far as when you go through something that's really hard um, in a group setting or, or with somebody else, I think it naturally makes you draw closer. I think we saw that with the John Gruden situation and the way the Raiders came out against Denver and played what I would say was their most complete game. I think a lot of people said that yep. in all three phases. And then they followed it up with the next week. So, if you're Rich Passaccia, that looks good on paper, right, on your resume for what you've done this year. And then coming into this situation, another horrible situation, it w- uh, much worse, obviously, and, and you've, you've described it well over the week because I listen every day. But um, coming from that situation, I think the Raiders, once again, are going to draw closer. I think you can't help it. You go through something hard uh, together. It, it's more of a brotherhood. It, it, it makes you draw closer. And, and I think this team's going to draw closer together and play well against the Giants. Coming off the bye, I, I do see us playing very well. 
And I think that we will draw closer just as we did with the John Gruden situation. And um, I'd say, you know, if you're, if you're a Christian man, I would pray for Henry Ruggs as well as the victims. Um, a lot of families affected, and it's a heartbreaking situation all around, but uh, bigger than football, and I'm going to keep them in my prayers. And uh, thank you guys again for doing what you do. Absolutely, John. Thank you for the call. That's good stuff right there. John for the 530, and I agree. Uh, there's a lot of prayers that need to go around. I've been saying that since everything shook out, all, all this, uh, you know, all this uh, tragedy that has happened, that, that's, that's something that I think needs to go around for everybody. It's not just exclusive. You know, I mean, you don't have to limit your prayers. That's the, that's the beautiful thing about prayer. You can pray about and pray for anybody. You don't just have to limit it to one or two. You, hell, I, I would like you to, uh, you know, pray for me. I'd appreciate that too. I'm telling you, prayers, are, you are, do not have to limit who you pray for. And there is a lot. There's a lot of families affected right now, a lot of families that are hurting right now as we speak. And there's nothing I can do except for what we just said, and that's throw up some prayers for them. That's all I can do at this point. And that's what we're going to continue to do, as we should, and, and, and many others. So definitely appreciate that call. Uh, lots of good stuff, my man. I definitely appreciate hearing from you. Um, Raider Ryan said he would tell the team on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R, I would say, we got you from Raider Nation. Simple. We got you. Ran into the team right at the plane right before they took off. We got you. I like that. How about this text from Raider Russell from Tampa Bay? I really like this text because it kind of goes with the theme that I've been talking about for a while now. Q, Zay Jones has been working his butt off with Carr all offseason. He knows the routes like the back of his hand. Carr loved him. Not to mention Edwards has been making outstanding contributions this season. Just win, baby. I, I'm with you, Raider Russell from Tampa Bay, and thank you for that. I honestly think that Zay Jones is going to surprise some people. I know he doesn't have the numbers. I know he hasn't, you know, jumped up there and just looked like, a, you know, an absolute monster. But there's something about the guy that works out. There's something about the guy that works his tail off and learns every position. There's something about the guy who is humble and doesn't mind playing the I'll be there when, I'm, when, when called upon role. You know, it's almost like in basketball, the, the guy is sitting at the end of the bench, but you know he practices. You know he works his tail off. You know he's helped get the other guys ready for game day. And then all of a sudden, all right, you're in. Their number's called. And then he goes out there and shows what he can do. That's, I, I don't know why. Maybe, maybe it's just me, you know, falling for the banana in the tailpipe. But that's what I vision for Zay. I just think that you're going to see him go out there and play a heck of a game and potentially play some – Real meaningful games, not just game, not just this week. He could end up being a big factor coming up next week against the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, obviously it's one game at a time, but I just I'm telling you, man, there's something about that guy who's been patient and just waited his turn, and when he gets that opportunity to shine, boom, there it is. I really do believe that's what's going to happen when you see Zay Jones hit the field. I don't think you're going to miss a beat. And, oh, by the way, he contributes on special teams as well. I don't think you're going to see him slow down from that either because he's that well-conditioned. That's something that even Coach Gruden, when he was there, that's something he kept saying. He said there's not a, a man on this team that's in better condition than Zay Jones. And that, go, that means a lot if you're playing and you're going to be on offense and you're doing special teams and you're, you know, you've got to be ready, man. You've got to be ready to go. I think he's going to be. That's a great point right there. would love to hear from you, Raider Nation. 
We still got about an hour and some change here in today's show. 702-365-9200. That's the Raider Nation listener line. Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Make sure you visit SalmonAshLaw.com because you deserve what's right. Appreciate them for being a sponsor of our text line as well. Salmon Ash is great. Great folks. Sure, their phones have been ringing off the hook all week long. Interview requests. All kind of things because they, they have a, the inside scoop on everything that's going down. And they'll continue to have the inside scoop on everything that's going down as Henry Ruggs will be in court next week. You'll find out exactly what his charges will be. And it sounds like they're going to be some big-time charges. If you listen to what the DA had to say following his initial court hearing, boy, sounded like he was ready to, to go ahead and, and lay it all on the line, as he should. You know, no, but no preferential treatment there. I mean, the, what's coming his way is coming his way that he, he earned. Unfortunate, I hate to say it, but that's what the case is. No preferential treatment whatsoever. 442 is the time. Let us know. Hit us up, Raider Nation. I want to hear from you. Got a few minutes left to close out our number three of the show. This is what we do. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. 446 is the time here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness coming up at the top of the hour, 5 o'clock. Joe Rigo. Franchise Sports Media will join us to talk all things UNLV as they have another game on Saturday. Have an opportunity to get a victory. New Mexico's up next, so we'll get all the details from Joe Arrigo coming up at 5 o'clock. But I did want to go back to something we had yesterday on the show because I thought it was really good. And, and sometimes when you have a really good piece of audio or you have a really good interview, you want to revisit it because someone might not have heard it. And I think that it's a really good quality sound here. So Trey Wingo joined us on the show yesterday, and he's been covering the NFL like a glove for a very long time. He's excellent, does a great job with the draft, and uh, he was at ESPN for a very long time, was doing the morning show at one point with Mike Golick. Uh, now he's got this fancy job with Caesar Sportsbook, and I can't even remember the title, Demond, but it was some big, long, fancy title. I can tell you what it is right now. Hold on. Because I, I, I just got to show it the proper respect because it is a really good title. Really good. It's a chief trends officer and brand ambassador for caesar sportsbook now that's a title that's the kind of title i want i don't even know what that means but that's a fancy title so we got into a conversation yesterday and he actually brought this to my attention he said i have a really good story on Derek carr when he came through espn for the draft and he wanted to share it to me he sent that to me in a text so he talked about it yesterday but i just want to let you hear what he has to say about Derek Carr, and I started off asking him about what he's done and the job he's done being a leader on and off the field with all the adversity that the team is going through. Well, I think what I'm seeing is the same person I've known him to be uh, ever since he came into the league. And I, and I told you I had a story, and I want to go back and share that story with you. You know, For years, uh, when I was working at ESPN, we had a lot of the top draft prospects, especially the quarterbacks come up and they would go through the John Gruden camp, but they'd also come up to campus and we'd do something called the car wash where they'd do a million interviews. You know, they'd be on the sports centers, they'd be on NFL Live, they'd do all this kind of stuff. And I specifically remember that year. It was 2014, and you, know, you had all the quarterbacks come up. Johnny Manziel came up. A.J. McCarron uh, came up. Derek Carr came up. And the conversation I had with Derek Carr on NFL Live that day has stuck with me forever because I felt like I was talking to a 35-year-old instead of a 23-year-old. Um, there are certain people who are just old souls, and Derek Carr is an old soul. And 
I, I just I, I remember after he came through and did his stuff with us in NFL Live, I'm like, he was by far the most impressive of all the quarterbacks that came through this year. He wasn't cocky. He wasn't arrogant. He wasn't dismissive. He was earnest. He was honest. He was prepared. And he was confident, but in a way that made you feel like he understands what's, what the challenge is in front of him. And I certainly think it helps that he had his older brother David go through what he went through when he was the first overall pick and just the beating he took with the Houston Texans that expansion year. But what we're seeing from Derek and the way he's reacted to the situation with Henry Ruggs, I think is exactly the same person he was when I met him in 2014. And this is a mature person. This is a person who understands what his responsibilities are and understands what his roles are as a leader of the team. And, you know, he's right. Look, it's easy to just say Henry Ruggs, whatever. Now, Henry Ruggs needs people in his life now more than anybody and more than and at any other time in his life. And mm-hmm. it's not taking away anything from the travesty and the things that he has to accept if these things are true and will go through the process. And he has to deal with that. And that's, that's on him for the rest of his life. But that doesn't mean that everyone should just abandon him. And I, and I think the way that Derek has handled this has shown me the same level of maturity and level-headedness that I saw with him when he was coming into the draft as a rookie. Talking right now with Trey Wingo here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And, and Trey, I think you're spot on with that. And one of the things I've been saying is I, I know that sometimes Raider Nation is split on Derek Carr. Is he the guy? Is he not the guy? Do they want another guy? Is he whatever? Can, but, can, I, can I just say something yeah, about that real quick? Like, please, please what do. Has, and again, because this has gone on for a while. And yep. it's certainly a topic. I mean, what has what does he have to prove? I'm trying to figure that out. I'm not saying you're saying this. Right. You're just alluding to the fact that a lot of people are making this conversation. What, what has he not done? I, you know, I, I just I don't understand that. And uh, uh, like for example, last year, you know, when you guys the Raiders went to Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead, and then you know we had the game uh, at Allegiant where there were no fans, obviously, and and uh, you know he led the team down there. And people say, well, go for the field goal, go for the. Top. I, they did the right thing in that situation, and then they got Mahomes in the last. Two minutes. You know, that's a thing. Right, right. It hasn't happened the last two weeks, but that, that happens a lot. Right. And I, I just don't understand what people aren't seeing in Derek Carr. Like, I, like when Gruden was there, I understood it because John is a, is a person who collects quarterbacks the way some of us collect trading cards or stamps, okay? <laughs> he likes to go through a lot of quarterbacks. That, that's always been his M.O. But I, I just, if you're a Raiders fan, what are you not getting out of Derek Carr? I would really like to know that because I think that he's been a phenomenal player for them for a long time. I love it. I love that right there from Trey Wingo. He was on the show yesterday. We had a good 15, 16-minute conversation. Might have even spilled it into a 20-minute conversation with Trey. Uh, fantastic stuff. And he's not a guy who's just going to put on because, well, I'm on Raider Nation Radio 920, so I got to make it sound like Derek Carr is the end-all, be-all. I mean, he was very passionate about how good this quarterback is and how he's an old soul, and how he's was the best quarterback going through the draft, that process, that 2014 year. And I don't disagree with what he said. And, look, there's been plenty of times, I have no problem admitting, there's been pro- plenty of times I've questioned the dude. There was a time where I was like, hey, man, they need a guy that's more mobile. There's a guy that, you know, they need to get, get a guy that can put the team on their back through thick and thin. And, you know, at, may, at some point maybe they will get that guy. Maybe they'll find that guy. But I'll tell you what. The dude who's behind center right now at number four 
is a guy that could take you to where you want to be and host, hoist the Lombardi at the end of the day. I truly, truly believe he could hoist the Lombardi. Is he the best quarterback in the league? I'd say no. There's other quarterbacks that are, that are better and probably more elite, but it doesn't matter. He's the guy that you got and the guy that can get it done. That's the biggest thing. I tell people all the time, I'm not the most talented dude, but if you give me four hours of radio time, I'm going to kill it. I'm going to do the very best I can. There might be another dude that's more talented than me. I'm okay with that. I'm going to get you where you need to be. <laughs> I promise you that. I'm going to work my tail off and get you where you need to be. And that's what he's doing. It's simple as that. I, I just I loved what he said, especially when he even cut me off. And that's okay, too. That, that lets you know the passion. Like, hey, before you go any further, let me, let me ask the question. I thought that was some powerful stuff right there from one Trey Wingo. And so I thought it was important to go ahead and pass that along. Again, Trey Wingo is the Chief Trends Officer and Brand Ambassador for Caesar Sportsbook, which is a fantastic title. What a great title. I just a- wish he would have bit on my MVP talk. So that way, <laughs> you know, that's the difference between it's a good clip for us and then that's the difference between, like, people picking it up. Hey, you hear what Trey Wingo said about Derek Carr? MVP. Oh, see, there you go. <laughs> see, you're, just, you're just going for clicks. You're trying to, be, you're trying to skip Bayless it up. You're going for clicks. Trey Wingo definitively says Derek Carr is the league's MVP. <laughs> Look at that. You're throwing it out there now. And he now. said it on Raider Nation Radio. If only, if only. Look, and then DeMond <laughs> would make sure they said, he said it to DeMond. They'd be like, oh, <laughs> who was he on with? Oh, DeMond. Oh, where was Q at? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> He did it. He said that on DeMond's show. <laughs> hey, DeMond, can we get you to make the rounds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, DeMond would take off and end up being the guy. What happened to Q, DeMond? Oh, I don't know. I think he's still in Vegas. I'm touring the world. I'm you national. You can't see me, but now in my head, I'm just like walking down a red carpet, giving yeah. people hands, posing, you know, boom. Exactly. How you doing? How you doing? Uh, yes, I asked the question. I'm the guy. DeMond's in L.A. hanging out with Cowherd. <laughs> DeMond's in L.A. hanging out with Keyshawn Johnson. DeMond, I mean, when you ask a question, how does it <laughs> what does he, what do you? What goes through your mind when you prep for an interview? Well, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's exactly. A good exactly. You know, I, I, I prepared long and hard for that Trey Wingo interview. And, uh, yeah, I came up with that question, and I'm so glad I did. And now, look, I'm here. Hey, hey, hey. I know that I'm the star here, but I would be nothing without the team. <laughs> <laughs> Spot on, my man. Great stuff. DeMond in the home studio holding it down as always. Just wanted to pass that along. Coming up next, we're going to kick off the final hour of today's show. I might find a way to hustle another hour. I'm just saying. I might be like, you know what? Let's just kick it another hour. We're having a good time. Sarah's walking around here. She's serving up drinks. She's serving up food. We're hanging out in the Golden Circle Sportsbook inside Treasure Island. We're here till 6 o'clock. Come on by. Hang out with us. Get some great prizes. We have tickets on top of tickets on top of tickets on our table. Plus, like I said, we're having a good time. We're hanging out. 4.56 is the time. Coming up next, we'll kick off the final hour with Joe Arrigo from Franchise Sports Media talking all things UNLV. Plus, we'll touch on the Raiders with them as well. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.